Arizona State football spring practice game this Saturday. What are we looking for offensive and defensively? I'm here to discuss that and give you your weekly update on Arizona State Sun Devils baseball. This, of course, is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for all things Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, baseball, and otherwise. Thank you so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, including but not being limited to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts on an audio platform. We're there and available Monday through Friday. We're also on YouTube if you would love to see my beautiful face as I talk to you about everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much again. This episode of the Locked on Sun Devils is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com. Let's go ahead and hop right into this. Oh, by the way, follow me on Twitter uh, on the Bird app at RichieBrads36. Go ahead and follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. With that being said, we got lots of football to talk about today as the Arizona State Sun Devils spring practice game is coming up this Saturday at 7 p.m. down in Tempe at the stadium. If you guys are interested, I'm going to do my best to get down to the game. So if you want to say hey to your favorite Locked on Sun Devils host, please pull up and I'd be more than happy to talk to you about how terrible my opinions are. But there's a lot to look at for this game that's coming up for Arizona State. And I understand that it's 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 truly like a glorified scrimmage game. It's not like we're playing against an Alabama or even a U of A. Instead, we're going to be playing against first first team offense versus first team defense, second team offense versus second team defense. We're going to be interested to see how everything shakes out and how everything looks. And the first thing I'm going to be looking for, we're going to talk offense, first segment, defense, second segment. Offensively, it, it's got to be the quarterback situation. Who's going to get the majority of the reps? Who gets the start, quote unquote, for first team? Who kind of comes out after that? Who Who's on whose team? And who who is he throwing to? And who is he going to be playing with? The the run game, the offensive line. There's so many different things to be looking out for, but specifically at the quarterback spot, as it seems to be that two-legged race between Trenton Borgay and Paul Tyson. But of course, there's other guys that we need to factor in as well, like Finn Collins, who has been making himself some really nice noise during spring camp. There, There's tons of competition right now. There doesn't seem to be one definitive guy who's standing out more over the other. And it's making for a very, very interesting spring camp for Arizona State. It truly isn't isn't anything we've seen in a long, long, long time. Over the last 10 years, at least, we, we've seemingly had good quarterback play or, or at least like definitive, like we know who's starting. The, the closest I can remember would be probably the Manny Wilkins, Brady White, and Bryce Perkins days at Arizona State, 20, 2016 through 2018, where we weren't really sure how it was all going to shape out. That that felt like 
the closest this situation has been, but it's even murkier because you don't have as much experience with these guys. There, there truly is a complete unknown factor here, which is the biggest reason why not only for the offensive side of things, but entirely this has got to be the biggest storyline that we're going to be paying attention to for Arizona State's spring, uh, spring scrimmage game. We're going to be looking at the quarterbacks particularly. We're going to be looking at who's getting what reps, who's throwing to who, and how do they look? Is is one guy going to stand out over the other? Is this going to be one of those situations where we see everyone kind of interchanged pretty, pretty rapidly and consistently? Are we going to see more drives out of one guy than the other? How, how is this going to look? It, it's definitely... It's definitely the biggest thing to keep an eye out for as we prepare for this upcoming week. And I'm sure we'll preview it at the end of the week as well. But getting it out of the way now, definitely quarterback is where I'm going to be paying the most attention. After quarterback, I'm going to be looking at that backfield, the running backs. It's a good looking backfield with Daniel Nagata, Tevin White, and Zavian Valade coming in. The question from here. Who's the starting guy? Are you going to roll with the veteran in Nagata? Are you going to roll with the young buck in Tevin White? Are you going to roll with the high upside transfer in Validay? There's there's a lot of talent here. You even have some really good experience between Validay and Nagata. There's upside between both of them as well. Tevin White, definitely a different breed from them, is more of a bruising kind of back. But I I am very interested to see how this shakes out. I would be surprised if Nagata wasn't on first team simply because he has the most experience in this system and is a established veteran with the team. But at the same time, if Valade got a lot of touches, I wouldn't be surprised either. What I would be surprised is if Tevin White was the guy who was taking taking the show over. And look, that's not that's not a bad thing. That's not me saying like, man, I hope that doesn't happen. It's just in in a spring scrimmage game, I feel like. Your starter is probably the guy who has the most experience. Now, I expect a lot of guys to get a fair amount of playing time so that Arizona can Arizona State can see what they have because there is a lot of flux that's going on with the team right now. They, they have a lot they need to figure out. Part of doing that is to experiment and have fun and really kind of plug in different pieces all over the place and see what sticks, what doesn't stick, what we like, what we don't like. And we're going to be able to do that with our spring practice scrimmage game. So offensively, I'm looking at the quarterbacks. I'm looking at the running backs. I'm also curious about the receivers. Not that I don't know who it is out there, but I want to know how they look. Is Ricky Pierce already to take that next step as the team's number one receiver? Is is Elijah Badger going to be a guy who steps up? What about LV Bunkley Shelton? Is Andre Johnson and Chad Johnson Jr. ready to take that next step as well? There's there's a lot of guys here that we know. There's not as much mystery. We know who's who. What we're curious about is how, how ready are they for that next step? Are they going to become go-to options? Are they going to be reliable options? Are they going to be explosive? Are they difference makers? That's the biggest thing we're going to be looking for here offensively. Offensive mo- ugh, Offensive line. I think we're just going to be interested to see how the shuffle looks up. I, I would anticipate that Arizona State's going to play with all sorts of different different lineups and whatnot. You'll you'll have some of your established 
established guys that are out there. But I mean, I, I do expect there to be quite a bit of shuffling just to kind of get a feel on who's who, who does what best, this, that, and the other. That would be my anticipation. Tight end. I, I, I'm I'm not putting a ton of stock into it still. However, I will be looking out for Messiah Swinson and seeing if he can continue building on a very strong camp heading into this spring game. That's everything I'm looking for offensively for the spring practice game that's coming up this Saturday. We're going to hop into our first break. When we return, we're going to talk about the defensive side of things for Arizona State in the spring practice game. This, of course, is the Lock on Sun Devils podcast. Guys, it's coming down to this tonight. You love and hate those buzzer beaters with the drama, but it all comes down to this. Kansas versus North Carolina. Stat Heroes NCAA single pickums pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery of who or what you're going up against. In addition to pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on. Again, stathero.com, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. And again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked On Sundables podcast your first listen every day. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms guys we're gonna get right back into it now this time going over to the defensive side of things for Arizona State heading into the spring game there there's a lot of continuity but at the same time there's there's not a lot of continuity like it's it's a very fluid situation for the Sun Devils as we're as we're heading into this week because in one sense the the front seven looks great looks established, doesn't seem to be any issues there because you have a lot of guys coming back. You have Jermaine Lole returning for the defensive line. You have Trevez Moore returning for the defensive line. You have Eric Gentry and Kyle Soley returning at the linebacker spots for the veteran presence. But then you have young up-and-comers like a BJ Green and Omar Norman Lott. You have a, a Jade Nevesta who's coming in from Miami as a transfer. You have... You have Eric Gentry and you have Connor Soley on the defensive side of things. You have a lot of very exciting potential talent here. I, Nesta Jade Silvera, I totally butchered that name, excuse me, on the defensive line that's coming in. But there, there's a lot of exciting moving pieces. You Also, before I forget, uh, Rodney Gross, another transfer linebacker coming in. So... Your front seven has a great mix of veterans, young talent, and incoming talent. Between Nesta Jade Silvera and Rodney Gross, I feel like those are two really, really good additions to this team that could maybe even turn into something a little better than that. Meanwhile, the return of Lole is massive. He was getting that like 
top 50 buzz draft wise heading into this year before he had that unfortunate injury that sidelined him for the entirety of 2021, 2021. But with him returning and hopefully at 100%, if he gets even close to what he was back then, then you have a serious difference maker in that front seven. And a guy who can anchor that defensive line the same way that Tyler Johnson did this past year. Meanwhile, with Nevesta Jade's, N- Nesta Jade Silvera, excuse me, I like the upside there. I love that him and Trevez Moore kind of bring that spicy, like just kind of pissed off demeanor to the defensive line. Still love the upside of BJ Green. Still a big Omar Norman Lott fan. I really like the defensive line. The linebacking core, oh, forget about it. That That's a good, good looking linebacking core. You got five talented guys with Merlin Robertson, Kyle Sully, Connor Sully, Rodney Gross, and of course, Eric Gentry. Five rock solid guys that you're going to be able to rotate all around and just consistently get high level play out of all five of them, as long as they all hit, obviously. But nonetheless, at at, at worst, you have Gentry, Robertson, and uh, Kyle Sully, all proven guys, all guys who look like they can be difference makers very early on. So that's a huge win for Arizona State. I will be very interested to see how the newcomers end up playing as they come into the program. So I'm going to be paying a lot of attention at the spring game to the transfers. How much do uh, Nesta Jade Silvera and, and Rodney Gross get onto the field? Are they rotation guys? Are they getting heavy snaps? Are they playing first team, second team? Where are they in this rotation? Do that? Do they get on the field at all? Are they on the field a lot? Where are they playing them? There, there's all sorts of questions that I'm going to be having about these transfer guys. Meanwhile, I'm going to be wanting to see how these veterans come back, especially Lole coming off an injury. Does he look like his same usual self? Is he going to be on a snap count? Are we, are we going to be kind of limiting him to make sure that he doesn't re-aggravate any kind of injuries? What about Robertson and Kyle Sully? Should we expect a lot out of them or should we expect the young guys behind them? to get some more reps. We know what we got in Kyle Sully and with Merlin Robertson. Do Are we curious about the future at the position? Or do we really like the way that we have it right now and want to stick to that? That's another interesting storyline to follow. So front seven, not going to be a lot of issues there. Oh, and obviously I want I want to add, do the, do the young guys take that next step? The Eric Gentry and the Omar, Omar Norman Lott, the BJ Greens of the world. Are they going to take that next step? That's going to be another big question there. So front seven, more observation than it is question marks. I just want to see how it shakes out. Now, where I have question marks is that secondary. You lost pretty much your whole secondary this offseason. Evan Fields, DeAndre Pierce, Chase Lucas, and Jack Jones are all gone. And coming back is Jordan Clark and the... The uh, um, um, Markham brothers, the Markham brothers, Kawan and Keon. Outside of that, there is not a lot of continuity that is returning. Now, you do have some guys that are coming in, mainly Corey Bethley, who I am super duper excited about, and I will continue to be excited about him until he proves, proves me wrong, but I don't see that happening. I think that he's just a really, really talented player. And I expect him to do a lot of great things for 
the Sun Devils, but you have a lot of younger guys as well who are going to be hungry and trying to get themselves some snap, some snaps, excuse me. So how does that shape out? I would imagine you're probably going to be consistently rotating guys in. I don't expect the Markhams and Jordan Clark to be out there for 80% of the snaps. I would imagine that you're trying to get as many guys out there as possible so that you can figure out who seems to be taking that next step, who seems to be grasping the playbook quicker, this, that, and the other. There, there's a lot of question marks about the secondary right now. And it's not so much that we're worried about it as much as it is we don't have answers and we're looking at an unknown right now. We are hoping that someone steps up. We are hoping that the Markham twins can become something special. We are hoping that Jordan Clark, who I very much like, takes that next step. We're hoping that Corey Bethley's potential ends up, you know, ironically, uh, no pun intended, transferring to Arizona State. The younger guys, the RJ Reagans, the Willie Hart's of the world. There, there's all sorts. Tamarcus Davis was another another one that's very, very interesting as a uh, fifth year senior coming back. There, there's a lot of moving parts here. There, there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of or a lack of continuity. So, my biggest thing with the secondary, I just want to see how it's going to shape out. I'm not, I'm not like hitting the panic button at all. I think they can figure it out because I think there's a lot of young up and coming potential here. But if there's one spot on Arizona state's roster that you have to point out and call weakness, it's definitely the secondary and it's not relatively close simply because of the inexperience, I think the talent is there. What Arizona state does with that talent has yet to be seen. That's going to be the other thing I'm looking for in this spring practice game. Let's go ahead, hop into our final break. When we return, we're going to talk about some Arizona State baseball. How did the team fare over the last week? We'll discuss that in just a moment. This, of course, the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, guys. Without further ado, let's let's talk some baseball and what's going on with the team. I, I wish I had a little more positive to throw here. And I mean, to a certain extent, I do like they, they, they were solid, you know, it it wasn't anything to write home about, but they, they, they ultimately were 500. They went two and two over the last week. They, they lost their only game to UNLV, but they did win the series against Cal two to one in Berkeley. So solid win there. The the UNLV game, they lost that game 10 to 11, <laughs> just a shootout and not exactly what you want to see from your baseball team. Meanwhile, uh, with Cal, you went two and one. You you won your games eight to three and 16 to nine. The bats were hot in that game, but you lost the game seven to 14, and it it really, really shows. 
looking at the box score for these guys, the the pitchers definitely left a lot to be desired. Most notably, Kyle Luckham uh, was really, really good. Going seven innings, giving up zero runs, four strikeouts. However, on the reverse side, Jacob Walker only went an inning and a third and three earned runs. Nothing to write home about. The other pitchers, nothing special either. You, you like, Again, you had... You had a game where he gave up 11 runs, 14 runs, and 9 runs. The game where he gave up 3, that was Luckham's gem. Other than that, Levine, Meyer, and Tullock just got lit up. And it's unfortunate because it just feels like it's a consistent pattern with them at this point, and they're not as reliable. Let me walk back. Will Levine did have himself a solid outing. He just was a part of a, of a losing outing, unfortunately for him. Not not to discredit him whatsoever. Meanwhile, the bats, pretty hot for the most part. Connor Davis going 6 of 14. So, little less than batting 500. Pretty friggin' solid. Knocked in three runs. Ethan Long, 4 of 17. Just under 250 there. One RBI. Uh, Joe Lampy going 6 of 18. Getting himself at a 333 batting average. Seven RBIs. Lampy continues to be arguably the best hitter for Arizona State, and we'll reflect that here in just a moment. Sean McClain going five of 18, three RBIs for him. And Nate Baez, a, a guy I feel like we don't give enough credit to, went seven of 16. So again, just under 500 batting for him with five RBIs. So really, really good production out of the bats, which isn't something we're not used to seeing at this point. Giving an overall season update for these guys' box scores. Will Levine sitting at a 3.37 ERA, which is the best for the team, but just 26.2 innings pitched. He does have 19 strikeouts. Tyler Meyer is second on the team with a 3.78 ERA. He has pitched 33 and a third, 33 strikeouts, which is third on the team, second best ERA. So Tyler Meyer, pretty solid. Not, nothing that's that's mind-blowing about him, but continues that steady pace. Uh, Kyle Luckham still, still striking guys out, but at the same time, he's not exactly blowing guys away. He does, he does have a really solid 3.8 ERA, leading the team with 42.2 innings pitched and really, really good 36 strikeouts for him. Uh, Jacob Walker continues to just get absolutely worked right now. Sitting at a 7.34 ERA in just 30.2 innings pitched, only 19 strikeouts. Jacob Walker, definitely the weakest link when it comes to the starting pitching here. And then finally, Adam Tullock, 7.39 ERA in 35 and a third innings pitched. He does have 41 strikeouts for my Arizona or uh, Arizona Diamondbacks fans. He feels like Robbie Ray before Robbie Ray became Robbie Ray. Like he's got the strikeouts but he's given up runs. Not so much the walks for Tullock, but definitely like you would trade those strikeouts for a lower ERA, unfortunately. Batting side of things, Connor Davis is leading the team still, batting 3-3-3, 21 RBIs, and a 961 OPS. So right, right near 1,000 OPS. Still very, very, very good player for Arizona State. Even in a week where he didn't blow things up, he was still solid. Not solid. Solid isn't right. He was still really good. 
He just didn't get the RBIs. But again, he batted almost, almost a, not a thousand, goodness. He batted almost 500 over these last four games. You take that every day that ends in Y and twice on Sundays. Ethan Long batting 317, 20 RBIs, uh, 932 OPS. Again, you take that all day. The bats are not the problem with Arizona State at all. Joe Lampy, who I believe might be the most consistent and perhaps the best player for Arizona State's baseball team right now, batting 311, 24 RBIs, and OPS over 1,000 at 1,018. So outstanding for Joe Lampy. Probably the MVP for the team right now, but a lot of time left for that to be decided. You have uh, uh, Sean McClain sitting here batting at uh, 296, 22 RBIs, uh, 880 OPS. So he's under 300 now, but still batting really, really good, still uh, driving in runs. And then Nate Baez, who I mentioned earlier, I feel like I haven't talked about him as much as I should be is actually batting 311 right now, tying Lampy for third in the in uh in 10P, 20 RBIs and a 868 OPS. So bats aren't a problem, pitching is a problem. Arizona State floating around that 500 mark unfortunately. I I don't know how much hope we should have for the team to turn this into a college world series run. Definitely not, but Maybe they can start to get something going. I don't know. There, there's a lot of time left. We'll see, right? We'll see. There's a lot of time left. You just got to get that pitching figured out because until you get the pitching figured out, you're not going to be able to get any kind of wins or any kind of consistency going on. So that's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including but not limited to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts in an audio platform, we're free and available Monday through Friday, giving you the best Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, baseball, and otherwise content in the whole wide world. We're also on YouTube if you want to check us out there. Like, subscribe, comment, follow, share, all that good stuff. Go ahead, follow me on the Bird app Twitter as well, at RichieBrads36. Follow the podcast while you're there too, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Now do me a favor and make your next listen locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on NFL draft prospects and NFL front offices. Just like the Locked on Sunnels, it's free and available on all platforms. And until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sunnels.